1: You're listening to the Quick Book Reviews podcast. Dive into a book and see where the adventure takes you. Hello, my fellow bookworms. This is Philippa at QuickBook Reviews. How are you all? Well, today is very exciting because today, beginning of October, I'm going to do a recap of September. Look at the books, come up with some favourites of mine, something for you to think about, and uh, just have a bit of a chat, really, if that's Okay. Um, so September, been a busy month. I've read 16 books. I can't believe that. Well, read, I say read. Some of them I've listened to on audio book, but yes, yeah, 16 books and none of them have been howlers, which is good. Um, September has been good to me. It's been my birthday this month. So very pleased with that. Had a lovely time, had to work more than I had hoped. Actually I had to work very hard on my birthday, but never mind. Um, But just great! It was a great month, and I love autumn, and I love the approach to Christmas. And so, certainly by the end of September, we can look towards that. Um, So yes, been a really good, been a really good month. Any low lights? Any anything negative? No, nothing, nothing much really. Um, Too many conferences for work Um, means to an end, but never mind. Anyway, so I should have a drum roll. I think. About this, but I haven't got a drum roll, so just imagine it if you can. And we got of the 16 books, I thought I'd do it in reverse order, a bit like the charts. Uh, so the charts are Philippa's book reviews, fascinating, I know. So, first of all, in um well, it's bad to say bottom position because it wasn't bad at all, but was the book Never Greener by Ruth Jones, and I gave that a seven out of ten. Um, And on reflection, I would keep that as a seven, maybe a six and a half. Sorry, Ruth. Nevergreener is a book written by um, Ruth, who's a comedian and she writes different TV screenplays. This is her first foray into the fiction genre, I believe. Um, And it's a light um, uh, rom-com is the wrong way to describe it, but that's the closest label I can get to it. So it's light. Um, probably something that I shouldn't have picked up anyway, but I just thought because it was Ruth Jones, it might be a real hold your rib cage because you're laughing so much, and it and it wasn't that. Um, but anyway, so that was Never Greener by Ruth Jones. Um, the next one up was a book club book, and it was called The Librarian by Sally Vickers. I gave that a seven out of ten. Uh, to be, it, it was a book of two halves because at the beginning I quite liked it. It was quite sort of reminiscent of times past and and it, and it was quite simple but evocative um but then I just started questioning some of the characters and what happened so I as I say I gave that one a seven out of ten and um at the, at the beginning it could have got an eight even but at the end six so yeah we're averaging a seven anyway you're 15 Sally I'm sorry and with a seven out of ten so that was The Librarian by Sally Vickers. At 14, uh, we had Don't Close Your Eyes by Holly Seddon. I listened to that on audiobook. Um, I have enjoyed other books that Holly has written. Don't Close Your Eyes, I found, just a bit grating. It was still a good book. I mean, crikey, if you got it to read, you I think you'd still be happy. It's not one that I'm saying don't read it at all. It's just we've got so many good contenders this month. Um, I suppose some of the topics that it touched on, I found uncomfortable and and didn't entirely like. It's a book about parenting. It's a book about relationships, family, friends. Um, As I say, not terrible, but but not my favourite for the month. So that was Don't Close Your Eyes by Holly Seddon at number 14. At number 13, we had a book called Elevator Pitch by Linwood Barclay. This was only published this month, and my goodness, did I have high hopes for this. The premise of it sounded great, a real thriller of our times. um, And I thought I'd be really keen to read it, to get to the end. Well, I was keen to get to the end, but not because I was enjoying it, just that I wanted it to be over. I gave it a 7 out of 10. I think I was being quite generous, actually, but still, still will stay with it. Um, so that was Elevator Pitch by Linwood Barclay. In 12th place was uh, a book, The Lying Room by Nikki French. I read that on the Kindle, which always affects the uh, how much I enjoy a book. It, it was a good one. I mean, I gave it eight out of 10, which is which is a very good mark. Um, but as I say, it was a busy space in September for books. So it wasn't my absolute favourite. It it was a good one. It carried me along. Um, again, well worth a read. I don't know if you've read their books before, but it's a a, a great team that write those. Um, and certainly one to, to pick up. I wish I'd read it in in written form, in paperback, in published form, rather than on the Kindle, if you know what I mean, because it, it does affect how much I enjoy it. But still a good one. So that was 12th position, The Lying Room, Nicky French. Um, 11th position was a book called The Colours of All the Cattle by Alexander McCall Smith. And that's a, one in the series of the um, Ladies' Detective Agency it's, it's an easy, it's an easy read. If you listen to it, some of the narration is beautiful. I read, I read the book. It's a quick read. Um, you don't come into it for the first time ever thinking it's something groundbreaking. It's not. But as a series, it just it delivers what, what it should do. And it's it's a it's a nice book. Um, and there's always something to a crime to solve or a catastrophe. And it's the characters. So That's a nice one. I gave that eight out of 10. The Colours of All the Cattle by Alexander McCall Smith. So now we're coming to the top 10. So at 10th was the confession. I can't believe I just did that noise, by the way. That's pretty cringy. Anyway, apologies for that. Um, At 10th place was The Confession by Joe Spain. I listened to that on audiobook as well. I enjoyed it. It's a good uh, sort of crime thriller the the thing is you know who's at the beginning you know who's confessed to the crime so it's not who's done it it's why what's going on are the facts really the facts it's that sort of thing I like Joe Spain as a writer very capable author Uh, I gave that eight out of ten maybe I was a bit stingy maybe it should have been eight and a half it's funny how you read a book you give it a mark out of ten you think great that's that but then a few weeks later down the line, actually, you reflect and you might give it a higher mark or a lower mark. Maybe that's another podcast I need to do. Marks I would actually change on reflection. Oh, the joys just keep coming. Anyway, so that was 10th, The Confession by Joe Spain. Well worth a read or a listen to if you if you get it on audio. So number nine uh, was a book by Luca Vest called The Six. Um, I read that on Kindle. I did give it a nine out of ten. Um but I was very pleased to get a pre-publication copy of that. Um, it'll be coming out later this year, I think, the end of this year. A good one. Group of friends. Go away. Um, someone. Well, I don't want to give too much away. The friendship is compromised by a crime and it turns into a sort of thriller. Gritty. It's not a horror, but it's, you know, it's that very unnerving. Oh, what's going to happen next type feeling? And how it all unravels. So I I enjoyed that. It's the first one of Lucas I've actually read. um, And uh, I've listened to his podcast before, Two Two Crime Writers and a Microphone. uh, He does those podcasts with Steve Kavanagh, who wrote one of my all time favourites, Thirteen. And the podcasts are quite long, interesting, but when those two start laughing about something, you cannot help but laugh along. It's just brilliant. So anyway, that's The Six by Luca Vesti. Uh, So at number eight, we had Relentless by Simon Koenig. Again, that was another audio book for me. Wow. Is it relentless? It's just one thing after another happening to this poor chap. Or is he a poor chap? Yes, I'm not going to go into into that. Anyway, um, it's a thriller. It Basically, it, the book starts. He's at home with his kids. He gets a phone call. It's one of his best friends. Be, he can hear him being hurt by people. And uh, the last thing his friend says is the address of this main chap who's at home with his kids. And he's just thinking, I've got to get out of here. I've got to run. And that starts this whole sequence of events non-stop. You won't breathe till you've finished it. I gave it a nine out of ten. One of Simon's better ones, I thought. Uh, and I enjoyed listening to it on, on audiobook. So that was Relentless by Simon Koenig. At seven was The Wall by John Lanchester. Now, actually, I listened to that on audiobook as well. This is a very different sort of book. Um, he's written other good ones like Capital, if you've come across that before. But the wall is based at a time when everybody has to basically do a couple of years national service, which is where you're set on the wall and you're defending your country. Um, so you, it's about climate change. The water has risen. There is less of the country there and uh, people are desperate to come to the country to get food to get shelter and there's just not enough space or or that's what they're told and so it's up to these people doing national service to defend the war and if you don't do what you're told at best you could find yourself put out into the water yourself so you become an outcast. I really enjoyed it the ending I don't know was it Brilliant or not brilliant? It's, uh, I I can't say obviously to you what happened because that's giving the game away. Please read it and please let me know what you thought about the ending. Very different. So that's The Wall by John Lanchester. And that was at number seven. At number six, uh, of course, uh, well, it's not a classic, but it's been around a while. Tales of Beedle the Bard by J.K. Rowling. And this is sort of... um, fairy stories historical stories that are mentioned in some of the Harry Potter books and there's some notes as well by Dumbledore in them it's just it's a quick read uh, good chapters because they're short stories uh, and you, how can you go wrong with that so if you know someone who's a Harry Potter fan and they haven't read Tales of Beedle the Bard by J.K. Rowling that would be a an ideal gift for them so that was at number six At number five, we had The Long Call by Anne Cleave. So this didn't make my top three, but it made number five because I wanted to give it a special mention. And that's because it's the start of a new series. I haven't read any of any other of Anne Cleve's books. I've seen a few of them on TV. There's the Vera series, The Shetland. And I always wanted to, but it's really hard to get stuck in to a series when you know that to give it fair dues, you've got to go back to the beginning and read the whole series. Um, And if I didn't have lots of other books to read and had more time, then I would like to do that. But this gave me an opportunity to start reading Anne Cleve's books because it's the beginning of a new series, a completely different series set in Devon uh, with a detective who... Yeah, so the reason why the book didn't make the top three, it was was a good um, detective story, but the main character, the main detective, I needed to know more about. It was just a bit wooden. But I think that's because there's a lot to get in that first book of a series. And hopefully we will get more of that character as the series goes on. So that was The Long Call by Anne Cleves, And that was number five. Number four was a book uh, called No Big Deal by Bethany Rutter. Now, this is a paperback. It's a YA. It's a book. It's a book about love. In some respects, it's a simple book. It's about love and identity, and loving yourself, no matter what other people think. But my goodness, what raised this from a level great to a level, oh my, wow, brilliant, was that at the start of every chapter, there is a song. And I went on to Spotify, other music streams are available, and the author had set up a playlist of all those songs. So when I started a new chapter, I would play that song. My goodness, it just raises it to another dimension because you get to really know what's inside the character's head as she's starting the chapter. Maybe she's walking along and, you know, whether she's in a a determined, a positive mood or a sad mood. It's it's just brilliant. You've got to try it. You've really got to try it. So that was No Big Deal by Bethany Rutter. Certainly look forward to reading more of of her books. Uh, So that was fourth. Third, so top three positions now, getting exciting. Number three was The Poet X by Elizabeth Acevedo. This was again a, a YA. It's written as verse. Um, if you haven't read a verse fiction book, then you really should. I suppose if you haven't read any yet, it might be better to start with Sarah Crossan. Because this The Poet X was a little meatier. Um, but they're great books. Being versed, you can get through them quite quickly. And in, and instead of a long sentence or a long paragraph of, oh, they went out, they went to have lunch, they were hungry. What did they choose? You can just start a verse with lunchtime. It just cuts out all the rubbish and is uh, much simpler to read, a quicker book to read, uh, but a brilliant story and one that really Yes, really got to me, really moved me, shall we say. So that was The Poet X by Elizabeth Acevedo. Second, it has to be The Testaments by Margaret Atwood. My goodness. Um, I'd suggest that you read The Handmaid's Tale first of all, because this is a follow on. If you haven't read The Handmaid's Tale, but you've watched the TV series, this book fits in beautifully it's very clever because when I heard that she was writing this book I thought is she going to completely ignore the tv series and just pretend that never happened and she didn't it fits in It, it really fits into the tv series and I admire her for doing that um it's a it's a horrible book because it's just how how life could turn out how things could change um But it's well worth reading. If you haven't read it, do. If you haven't read The Handmaid's Tale and want to, but not sure if you've got the time and it's quite a meaty book. There is actually a graphic novel version of The Handmaid's Tale, uh, which would mean that you get the whole concept. You get the story, but it is a quicker read. I am going to be talking about graphic novels soon, probably in the next episode, because I've got something incredible to talk to you about but anyway so that was the testaments by margaret atwood and then in top place top position is a book called never have i ever by jocelyn jackson if you like thrillers if you like big little lies go and buy this book immediately it is in hardback i'm afraid but go and buy this book. I really enjoyed it. But then, of course, as I always say, it comes down to expectations. If I have high expectations for something, I often end up being disappointed, whereas if I have lower expectations, then I might really enjoy it. The same applies to going to see a film, all sorts of things. So buy Never Have I Ever, but then immediately tell yourself that you're going to hate it and it's going to be awful. That's the best setup I think you can have, and then you should enjoy it. So, uh, the top three, never have I ever the Testaments and the poet X, um, so as I say, no howlers at all in September, brilliant, no books that I really couldn't bear. I suppose talking through them actually, the one that really disappointed me the most was elevator pitch, but that's because my expectations were really high, and I suppose never greener as well, because I thought that was going to be a funny, funny, funny book, and it and it wasn't it it did what it said it was going to, so that's my fault. Um, but anyway, so there we go. Now I'm going to finish with a reader's question because it does a reader's question. Why do I keep saying that? A listener's question. Well, I suppose if you're listening, you're also a reader. Anyway, I think I need to stop waffling, don't I? But a listener slash reader's question was from Lisa, and Lisa says, "How many books do I read each month?" Good question, Lisa. It can vary so much. I do like to read at a pace, um, but I think 16 is quite a lot for, for the month. Bear in mind, some of those, four of those were on audiobook, so I've only read 12. Two were on Kindle, um, so there's only 10 that I've sort of held in my hand. Um, most of them were paperback, but there were a couple of hardbacks in there. But just a great selection. You know, if you're stuck, if you don't know what to do, if you don't know which what books to pick up and read. Certainly, I would hope that I've given you some food for thought. So next time, I have got, as I said, I've got some really exciting books to talk to you about. I almost want to do the next podcast now because there's, there's some really good books. But no, I won't. I will restrain myself. Um, but yes, please keep in touch with me. You can email me at quickbookreviews, plural, at outlook.com. You can contact me uh, on Instagram. Just look for the orange image of me reading the QuickBook Reviews book. Um, and I'm just so grateful for all the comments that you're giving me. It's great to hear what you're reading, what you're thinking. Please keep them coming. And as I say, I'll be back in touch with you soon because I've got some brilliant books to talk to you about. So you take care and I'll be speaking to you again soon. Take care now. Bye-bye. That's enough books, said no one ever. You've been listening to the QuickBook Reviews podcast.